From Really FM, this is Connected, episode 467. Today's show is brought to you by NetSuite, Squarespace, and ZocDoc. My name is Mike Hurley, and I try to channel the energy of the one and only Federico Vatici. Ciao, Federico. Ciao, Mike. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm excited about today's episode. Mm, yes, me too. And it's also my pleasure uh, to introduce someone who's not at his usual location right now, coming directly from California into your ears, Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hello, Stephen, from California. Hi. Hello. Are you, are hey, you dude. Sur- surfing it up? Surfing it up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> are you on the Mavericks over there, you know? Just ripping some fat Mavericks. Checking out El Capitan. El <laughs> Cap. Oh, we call it El Cap. Oh, sorry. sorry. I, yeah, my, yeah. my non-California is showing. Yeah, really. Yeah, Jeez, yeah, yeah. Get, get with the vibe, bro. I suppose I should. Uh, yeah, we got our man in the field, uh, right. Stephen. I read your wonderful. Uh, you've had, a, you've had, you've been, you've been doing some good work over at five hundred and twelve pixels this week. Five hundred twelve. Uh, you've been writing some good articles. I'll put them in the show notes. But you, you were at the uh, Apple event that was yesterday. Yep, yesterday. Oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> you man. Know, it's like <laughs> something happened less than twelve hours ago, and I just don't know. You know, twenty four <laughs> hours ago, even like it's, this is what iPhone week is like. Um, and you had a bunch of hands-on time. We spoke about it a little bit in the pro show, getconnectedpro.co, but uh, had, a good, had a good 24 hours? I have. It's definitely hectic. Uh, super fun to be at my first iPhone event, and uh, you know, I've been to a bunch of WBCs, but this, this is a special thing, and I was able to kind of soak that in and get a bunch of impressions and you know, hopefully do a good job taking in everything that Apple had to offer this week. But as our man on the ground, we uh, you you wrote some uh, some Im- like impression stuff. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to touch on a few of the things that you wrote in your article. So one, you had some time with the Apple Watches. I don't think we were going to talk about this. Well, we wouldn't have because we didn't uh, presume it. This new double tap feature that they've added where you can like, it's like the Vision Pro gesture, right? Where mm-hmm. you like pinch your fingers together to activate something on the watch. It says, the new double tap gesture is really neat, is what you said. In my demos, it worked perfectly every time. Also, I was told directly that there is not an API for third-party developers to integrate this into their app beyond use of notifications. Once you're in a third-party app, there's no double tap support, at least for now. So I wanted to get a thought from you. What did you think about double tap? And then I guess we could all talk about the fact of how weird that second paragraph is. (laughs) Uh, So like, you enjoyed it? You thought it felt natural? Yeah, it, it really did a a good job at picking up on that gesture. Now, assistive touch has been in watchOS for a couple of years now, and this seems to build on that technology, but with some new ways, they're like using blood flow through your wrists and how it changes when you tap your fingers together. Who knew that was a thing? But it is it is pretty sweet. And think about it like the return key on your on your MacBook. That's kind of how I'm thinking about it, where it will do the default thing in the UI. So if you're running a timer, it will stop the timer. If you have a uh, stopwatch, it will pause. Like it, it'll do whatever is the obvious default thing to do. But the API thing really caught me off guard. And it it's like Apple's done last minute API changes and additions based on hardware, right? It, that's not unprecedented. I think they could have done it. Now, I don't know when it's coming. It, does it come in watchOS 10.1? Does it come in watchOS 11 next year? I don't know. But the only way currently, from what I was told, 
that this works with third-party software on the watches if you are interacting with their notifications. But if you're in their app, there's uh, there's no affordance for this, at least at least currently. And I I don't love that. Uh, I think that's a a bit of a miss. It's it's just weird. Like hmm. it's because I assume all that really you would be looking for as the developer, right? Is that um or like from this is that you as the developer would would be able to classify what is the like expected default action to occur exactly when something's going on in the app it's like a very strange thing to not have any kind of story around and not even have details of like oh yeah this is going to come in 10.1 or whatever mm-hmm. so it's very odd so like it just so like it just let's imagine i had dew right like the app dew if I open do and did the, the, the double tap feature, just nothing happens. Like if there was an alarm going off, like it just, there just nothing can happen. That's my understanding. Weird. I don't know about this feature though. Like, I mean, this to me is like, I, I don't know how much I'd use it. The one thing I did think about, which is funny to me, is like the Apple Watch is finally a one-handed device because yeah. that was what we were all talking about, right? Before it came out and then it came out and we realized Oh no, <laughs> you can't. You have to use two hands because one of them is your wrist. It depends wrist. how flexible you are, I guess. But I, you know what? That's a good point. I should work. You know, if I, mm, if I wore it like midway up my forearm, but like facing inside, I could, maybe could kind of get. Anyway, uh, so, okay, that's interesting. Anyway, so you said about the phones, you said physically the 15 and 15 plus are very similar to the 14 before them. The sides are still flat, but the rounding at the edges makes it feel more comfortable in the hand. It's an in-betweeny from the iPhone 10, you know, 10R, 11, sort of that age of phones and what we've had the last few years with the flat edges. The edges are still flat. Like it would still, I guess if you trusted it, would stand up along its edge. But it's just right where it meets the front and back glass. There's a little bit of a radius there. It's subtle, but it's nice. It does feel nicer in the hand. And it does this weird optical trick where it makes the phone look a little bit thinner than it is. I remember them doing this like on the iPhone 3G back in the day. It's like, oh, the round, you know, mm. it's it's narrow or thinner at the edges and how nice that is. And of course, they did it with that stupid iMac in 2012, too. But it is a nice, uh, a nice tweak. And it does help the phones feel just a little bit different from their predecessor. Now, most people are going to slap it in a case and never notice, but it is there waiting for you when you go caseless. Is this a f- is this a phone that you think lends itself more to a caseless usage? I don't know because the iPhone 15 now shares the matte back glass. It's not the shiny glass like it used to be, and some people think that's grippier. Some people think that's more slippery. Mm. I think the caseability is probably about where it's been. As th- Ooh, these aren't radically different enclosures. I love that word you just made up. Caseability? Yeah. Thank you. So what's the caseability like of the natural titanium finish? Am I going to want to show that off? You're going to want to show it off. Is it pretty caseable? Yeah, it's baby. It's so give it to sick. Me. All right. That's, I'm happy. Is it, does it, does it, does it look like the DeLorean? It, it does. It, it diffuses light in an interesting way. Now, the DeLorean... I know. The DeLorean was stainless steel. I know, but it was brushed, brushed. and and this is brushed. This looks very much like the old Apple Watch, like series six and seven that came in titanium. Very similar to that. I think Apple's artwork over-indexes the brushing, and in real life, it's a bit more subtle than 
than I think what they showed off, at least in the video. I haven't spent a lot of time with their product photography yet, but in the video, it's like, oh gosh, this is going to look like streaks up and down my phone. And it's not like that in person. So what you're saying is that it doesn't look the it doesn't look like the brush metal UI. Not really, no. Mm. Okay. I mean, I made that joke on Macedon, but it was it was a joke. But I think natural is the the color for me. It's it feels the most special. It feels the newest out of the other ones in a weird way because it's kind it's kind of like it's a little bit bronzy, but not really. It's not. It's very much like the Apple Watch Ultra. It's just a nice finish, and, and the natural is definitely the one I'm, I'm personally excited about the most. Yeah, I think that's also the color I'm gonna get. Like, if it if it's supposed to look different, it gotta look different, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, I agree. Before we get into the Rickies, we have a couple more items on the docket here. Uh, I guess we turn our attention towards Federico Vitici, uh, iOS seven. Oh, I did a little. Yo. <laughs> like, you're like, pull up, pull up. You that was, wish. That was me. <laughs> iOS 17. Uh, just to let you know, by the way, I, I'm drinking a Red Bull right now because it's the only way I was going to get through today's show. And Good. it gives me okay. a very different kind of energy, which is what we're all experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. But like, that's just where I am. So iOS 17, iPad OS 17, and Watch OS 10, they all come out on Monday, September 18th. Yeah. Mac OS How's Sonoma. the TVOS review, Mike? The what, How's the t- As you can see, it, there is no release date for TVOS. Well, it, see, it's in here too. It's on the, it's no, on the no, 18th. No, 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 one's, no one's got that release date no, yet, I wrote etc. So. That covers the watch no, and the TV. There's no, there is no, uh, <laughs> there's no release date. Look, trust me, on the TVOS guy, oh, okay, there's okay. no set release yeah. date for the, for the TVOS, which yeah. means that there's no, you know, there's no, uh, there's no review yet. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me about that. That's later though. That's going to come later. You know, I've got to got to really take my time with it. And uh, macOS Sonoma uh, September 26th, which I'm actually excited about. I'm happy that macOS is coming out in September and not October. Uh, Federico, how are you feeling? I am feeling pretty good. Um, I think <clears throat> unless something horrible happens, um, I am on track to publish my review iOS and iPadOS on Monday. So um, the review is all done. I've done a first pass of editing. I uh, just need to do uh, media uh, screenshots and videos. I uh, got some extra bonuses planned. And everything is lining up for uh, publishing the review on launch day just before iOS and iPadOS 17 come out. Um, so the people will have a few hours to read you know, the chapters they want to read or maybe the whole thing if you're a fast reader. Um, everything's looking good for Monday so far. So yeah, and and next week I'm sure we will be diving into your review on the show, and uh, Mike will be auditing my uh, my Mac setup because we hit a milestone in our St. Jude campaign. That's next week, is it? It is next week. Uh, speaking of St. Jude, September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and for the fifth year in a row. Those of us at Relay FM are banding together to raise money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. As I say these words, we have raised $271,000 in the month of September so far, which is absolutely incredible. We are getting ready to surpass $2.5 million over the last five years. And we do this because St. Jude will not stop their life-saving work until no child dies from cancer. With your support, we'll be one step closer to that day, one cure closer, one child closer. 
Mike, do you want to tell us a little bit about the Global Childhood Cancer Prevalence WHO Partnership? Whoa, okay, yes. Uh, definitely Apple named well. it. So, I mean, <laughs> Oh, great. In 2021, St. Jude and the WHO launched the Global Platform for Access to Child Cancer Medicines. It aims to provide chemotherapy medicines in the next few years to as many as 120,000 children around the world with cancer. St. Jude, while based in Memphis, Tennessee, which is where I'm going to be, which is where both me and Stephen are going to be. Neither of us are there right now, but we'll both be there later on. Uh, even though it's based in Memphis, Tennessee, the work of St. Jude expands around the world. So I mentioned the global platform for access to childhood cancer medicines, but also in 2018, St. Jude, and this is, became part of that, St. Jude was the uh, first and only World Health Organization collaborating center for childhood cancer with the goal of this to raise the survival rate of six common childhood cancers to 60% by 2030. St. Jude is in the pilot phase of their platform initiative, and in April this year, they met with representatives from the program's first few countries to figure out all of the logistical details and the processes for how they will get these chemotherapy and cancer medicines uh, to the hospitals that need them, which is incredible. Like, you know, we talk about the kids that, whose lives are saved at St. Jude in Memphis, the kids that are brought from all over the U.S., all over the world there for treatment, but now it's also going the other way as well, where St. Jude is not only sending their treatment, but also the life-saving drugs that are needed out to hospitals all over the world to try and help more and more kids. So, you know, no matter where you are in the world, St. Jude's work can have an impact. Yeah, it was such a, re a remarkable thing that it happened to be in my backyard when we needed it. But that's really what it was. It, was, it happened to be here because their reach is so international. And I remember for the, the almost two years that our son was on active treatment, having chemotherapy at St. Jude, we got to meet families from, from all over the world who had traveled to Memphis uh, for their treatment. But at the same time, even then, I knew that there were so many more around the world that I would never get to meet, yet they were benefiting from the same things we were. And it makes the world feel a little bit closer. And that's something that I, I really appreciated about uh, that sort of active treatment time, our exposure to all these different types and of people from all around the world. And we're going to get to celebrate that uh, with the fifth annual podcastathon live on Friday, September 22nd. Uh, from 12 noon to midnight Eastern time. That is 12, 12 hours. hours. Let's go. Keep drinking those Red Bulls, bud. Oh, oh yes. There's going to be a crate under the desk, and I'm gonna, that's going to get me through one an hour for 12 hours. That's my commitment to you. <laughs> Thankfully, we'll be at a hospital. <laughs> Please go to stjude.org slash relay to donate. You can donate directly. You can also set up a fundraiser and raise money with your friends and family, your civic organization, your school, your church, whatever it may be. And uh, you can set up a donor-advised fund. And really important to our particular audience is that you can set up a match from your employer. So very often companies will match your donations to charitable causes. There's uh, a link on the page to show you how to get that set up. If your company uses their own system uh, and once you get approval, uh, shoot us an email um, and uh, we can get that amount added to the campaign. So we've got lots of that uh, going on. It's been really cool to see what people are up to this year. But that URL one more time, 
stjude.org slash relay. Uh, also, don't forget that today's Rickies impact the scoring of the podcastathon. So the total points that me and Stephen are accruing through the Rickies and the Flexies will be added to our overall points total, which you can see at any time over at stjude.org slash relay, which then it will give us the starting place for the shenanigans of the podcastathon. Before we get into the Rickies, uh, should we go through our shopping list real quick, the things that we are interested in buying? Stephen, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, so I am not in the market for a watch. I'm holding on to the uh, original Apple Watch Ultra. <laughs> why ever not? <laughs> yeah, because it's the same. Um, I did pick up the orange ocean band, though, because that thing looks awesome, and I like the ocean band a lot. Uh, in terms of the phone, 15 Pro Max, natural titanium, 512 gigs. I am also not getting the new Ultra. I am not getting the USB-C AirPods until it becomes more clear exactly which benefits they're going to be. Um, I'm going to get uh, Pro Max, natural titanium, uh, 512 gigs. All right. So I think we're all going to get the same phone. <laughs> we're all getting the same yeah. phone. Yeah. Yeah. Natural gang. <laughs> we're the natural boys. <laughs> natural boys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pro Max, natural titanium, 512 gigabytes. I am going to be getting the Apple Watch Ultra 2. Uh, and I want the orange beige it, trail. It, it loop. What finish? <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> I like that 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 trail loop, the orange one with the beige. On yeah, it, I think it's pretty cool. And I'm I'm also gonna get as a second band, probably the orange ocean band. Awesome. That sounds uh, that sounds good. So we'll be very similar, all three of us, for the next year. That's fun. That's nice. That's my favorite. I like it when we're the same. But give me give me a few tips here because it's been a while. I think this year I'm gonna try and do what I used to do years ago. And I think I'm gonna try and pre-order for the actual release date okay what's the socially accepted way to do it you gotta pre-save the product in the apple store app like what's the consensus from the people that do this every year i think the pre-saving is a thing to do now like it it actually Mm. does help because then when you go to buy you just press the button and everything's pre-filled you don't have to select all the stuff anymore so like that's the way to go is doing the pre-saving in the app Okay, I think I just did from the website, but I guess it should also show up. Yeah, it'll sync if you're signed into the same account. Yeah, and obviously that's the thing you should also do, right? Have it on the website and on the phone because who knows which one's going to show up first. Right, right, okay. But I mean, I don't know. Unless we see something different, it seems like that rumor of there being some kind of constraint on the Pro Max doesn't necessarily seem to have borne out the fact Mm -hmm. that they're all coming out the same day, but I guess we'll see what happens when everyone tries to buy yeah, I think it's going to be a big year for the big phone, so I uh, would we'll yeah. definitely be ready on time to order. This episode of Connected is brought to you by NetSuite. If you have a business, you might be able to relate to this. You get to a certain size and cracks start to emerge. Things you used to do in a day are taking a week. You have too many manual processes and you don't have one source of truth. It's never a good feeling when everything in your business is disjointed. Too many processes in too many places. You want clarity and you want one place where all the important stuff happens. The solution to untangling that disjointed feeling is NetSuite. NetSuite is a software company that has developed a cloud-based business management platform to help your team deal with key business processes like enterprise resource planning and financials, CRM, e-commerce, inventory, and more. 
I'm definitely aware of those moments in a business where your internal organization has not kept up with where you are in terms of your success and your productivity. With too many manual processes, getting work done feels harder than it should, and NetSuite is a great solution to help bring those things in line. If you want to make sure cracks do not emerge in your business, you should know these three numbers, 36,000, 25, and 1. 36,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25 is because NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their book in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind, so get a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system and one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins, everything you need in one place. As a business owner, it makes such a difference when you have a decision to make and you can get all the data you need in one place. Right now, you can download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com connected. That's N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E, netsuite.com connected to get your own free KPI checklist and to make sure your business is one that continues to thrive. Our thanks to NetSuite for their support of the show and Relay FM. It is now time, gentlemen, for the Bill of Rickies. Let us start with the preamble. The Rickies is a game connected hosts play before Apple Keynotes and the beginning of a new year, trying to predict future events. It is made up of three rounds. Each host makes two regular picks, followed by a risky pick. There are two types of Rickies, annual Rickies, which we're not playing today, and keynote Rickies, which we are. The winner of the annual Rickies is named the annual chairman. This position is awarded every January. The keynote Rickies winner is named the keynote chairman, and this position is held until the next keynote. After the Rickies, the hosts then play a game called the Flexies. These two games are separate, but related. Please stand for the reading of the rules. Correct regular picks are awarded one point. The language used for regular picks must be finalized and agreed upon during recording, and no partial points may be awarded. Correct risky picks are worth two points, but wrong ones will cause a point to be deducted from that host's total. Picks must have been approved as risky by the two other hosts before the start of the game. A pick cannot be named risky if it has been previously rumored by the publications of record, 9 to 5 Mac or Mac Rumors. Picks made for keynote rookies cannot be reused by the host who made them for the next keynote. The annual rookies have their own subset of rules. Once a host chooses something as an annual pick, it cannot be reused in that calendar year. Additionally, picks may not be used in back-to-back annual rookies by the same host. All hosts are allowed to reuse picks previously made by others. Scoring is completed during recording and cannot be modified once an episode is complete. In the event of a tie, dice by PCALC must be used in Relay FM mode to pick a winner. 
Jason Snell has a lifetime ban on flipping any coins in relation to the Rickies. Coin flips by Jason on other podcasts are allowed, but are frowned upon and subject to public shaming. For keynote rookies, the scoring window starts when the event begins and closes when the picks are scored. Any information used in scoring must be publicly verifiable at the time of recording. The order of picks is set by previous performance. The winner of the previous associated game goes first. The previous loser goes last. Winners will be recognized during the closing ceremonies. As a reminder, Mike is the current annual chairman and I am the current keynote chairman. Past results can be seen at rookies.co and rookies.net. These sites also have pages about managing your own scorekeeping at home. You may be seated. As normal, we have links to follow along on the web, uh, rookies.co and rookies.net. But we're going to move right into round one. And I got to go first this time. And I said, at least one new iPhone ships with USB-C. Ding! Oh, no. there's no bell. You didn't bring a bell or a microphone stand. I forgot. I forgot <laughs> to pack a bell, and I forgot to pack a microphone stand. It's been a minute <laughs> since I've traveled with audio equipment. Okay, give me a break. It's only been like three months. No, I didn't take anything to uh, WBC because oh. as I recorded in Apple's okay. fancy studio. So USB-C everywhere. The iPhone 15 is limited to USB 2.0 speeds. With travesty. Travesty. I'm so I'm so mad about this, boys. I've had the change of heart. I'm furious. Really, you are? I'm furious. No. What I am... No, it's, it's stupid. What I'm a little mad no. about <laughs> is that the 3.0 cable for the Pro is optional. It's not in the box. Why? Why are you mad about that? Because these are $1,500 phones. Stephen, do you not already have a cable that could do I don't this? know, because USB-C is very confusing. No, you definitely no, have a cable. No, come on. No, 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 no. That's you not, it's not confusing cable. for you. That argument that USB-C is confusing, like, I find it so funny, but they're like, oh, USB-C is so confusing. Like, we are literally nerds, and this is our job. Like, we have complicated setup. But I'm a man of the people. And every... No, every... no, you're not. No, you're not. You're no, not a man you, of the people. I know you know. You would just use a Thunderbolt cable, and it's going to do the job. I mean, I would. Exactly. And yes. this is my point. Look, if like, oh, I can't believe it's not in the box. Everyone that needs... The USB 3.0 speeds for the iPhone that they're about to buy already has the cable that they need for this. 100% they already have it. Anyway. So anyway, you get the point. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Related to this, uh, Air- AirPods Pro 2 now, or, or will on the 22nd, come with a USB-C charging case. You cannot buy this case separately. And even though this product has the same name, it has support for things the AirPods Pro 2 with Lightning don't. It's like a silent revision, and I find it kind of confusing. That Now, this is annoying. Yeah, I just <laughs> I want to buy the case. I am on board with this. Like, this is really annoying, because I, I don't want to do this. Yeah, why? Like, I don't want to buy new AirPods Pro. No, I'm like, not going to. Like, no way. And also, I, the problem is... It seems like only the USB-C version will have the lossless when you're using the Vision Pro. So I will have to buy new AirPods Pro, even though I don't want to. Has anyone fully confirmed this with Apple? Uh, that like the old one won't do the lossless? No, I don't think so. Right? Because like I know it says it will, but... Yeah, but sometimes these things on, on the Apple website can, you know... Right, but it's like... 
it's I don't know, like I, I don't know. I would I would like someone to confirm it completely. All right, Federico, you're up. I said <clears throat> the pro iPhones will use titanium instead of stainless steel for the chassis. Mm. Mm. Ding. Uh, yeah, I mean, they made a big deal out of the fact that they're using titanium. Uh, the whole animation before the, the event with all the little particles of titanium coming together. Is that how it, they make it, do you think? Like, is that how titanium works? Like, it's all just I little think stones? That's, I, I, I think that's how titanium looks, yeah. Wow. And then yeah, you just, like, squish like, them together? Yeah, it's like little magic dust that eventually <laughs> comes together oh, as titanium. Yeah. Didn't know um, that. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how it works. Um, they made a big deal out of their custom process. Wasn't this one of your picks somewhere, Mike? That you were you you, you kept saying that Apple would say, "Oh, we we invented a new technique for." It's, it's a actually a flexi. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. get to oh, it, it later is, on. Oh, it is a flexi. Yeah, yeah. They did I, that. I remember. I, I was actually pretty happy with this because, like, it was the idea that I was convinced they were going to talk about their metallurgy, and then a metallurgist came out, and I was like, yeah. "Here we go!" And I that 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 woman was like absolute nerding out and like was so I could tell was just like so happy about it like mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you about this thing we made and we're taking these two and like there was like a bunch of words and we're putting these metals together and no one else can do it it's like it was really cool it was cool uh, there's still um, aluminum involved in the process um, my end there's Stephen what, what, you have more details than I do uh, it's aluminum inside like in the internal chassis but titanium outside that's right. And they did that to, to further bring down the weight because the, the previous Pro phones used a steel alloy, I think, all the way through. So they they made that change. So it definitely weighs less. Um, but they also made a point in this part of the keynote to say how the back glass is easily swapped now. On previous phones, if you broke the back glass, you were in a world of hurt because they had to replace the whole phone or like the whole chassis. And now it seems like it just comes off. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll wait for the teardowns here in, in the next week or so. But it seems like when they were in there redesigning this, that they had multiple goals. And I can tell you the weight uh, is definitely noticeable. We'll, we'll talk about specifics a little bit later, of course. But it is, uh, it's a nice change, but it still feels really premium. I think it feels more premium than the steel did, honestly. Timery Joe had a question for Stephen about the natural titanium iPhone 15 Pro. Timery Joe says, the marketing images on the Apple website showed the natural titanium having a kind of goldish tint, at least compared to the white titanium. Having seen the phones in person, how gold is the natural titanium? Is it more silvery in person or more like something like Starlight? It's more neutral in person than I think some of the photos look. It is warmer than the than the white and silver phone, but it's in line with the the Apple Watch Ultra. It's very much of that vein. So slightly warm, but it's really nice looking. Again, really premium looking, and it feels the most special. The white, the black, we've had similar colorways to that. The dark blue is pretty close to like the midnight, like on your MacBook Air mic. But this is uh, a new, this looks the most new out of all of them. The naming is very funny to me. It's like white, titanium black titanium blue titanium natural titanium it's like what is going on <laughs> like wh- why well yeah no no starlight no midnight no titan gray which was rumored to be the name color no, no space, space gray. gray nothing and 
right? They have a blue color called Midnight. They didn't call it that. And they put the word titanium into all the color names. Yeah, yeah they're really proud of it. Yeah, they, they, they can't help themselves. They did that 20 years ago with the Titanium PowerBook G4. They called it the Titanium PowerBook G4 every time someone said it. And uh, here we are again. They're, they're very proud of it. But the, the, the colors are all pretty nice and the finishes look really nice. And uh, I think this is a great new chapter for pro iPhone uh, construction. And they're coloring them with PVD, right? It's PVD coded. Yeah, they even said, yes, you can anodize titanium. Like, and winked at the camera to all the upgrade listeners, I felt like. Because you guys went round and round on that. I but know. please stop talking about it. We're doing PVD. Yeah, instead. yeah. Yeah, so it is It is PVD coded. I think they said it takes like 14 hours per phone to do the coding. Uh, Seems inefficient. Who who knows how that's going to go. But um, but yeah, they all look nice. But the the natural feels like the the one to get this year. Okay, my round one pick was at least one iPhone gets a camera with a more than 3x zoom. Mm. 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 Yeah, we got a 5x optical zoom on the Pro Max, thanks to the Tetra Prism. We'll talk about that name a little bit later on. And then they also spoke about, like, Apple kind of touting the Pro Max as having seven lenses in your pocket. And this comes from the ultra-wide, which is a 30-millimeter focal distance. Then you've got 24, 28, 35, and then 120 from the telephone. This is very confusing, Stephen, this millimeter thing. the focal. Can you help me with this? Yeah, so, so what they're doing is they're using the 48-megapixel sensor on the main camera in some different ways than they did last time around. So they, they had the 2X last year, which we talked about. You hit the 2X button, and basically it's cropping into the sensor area and pulling your image from just a select part of the sensor. And basically they're doing that even more now. So the ultra-wide is always 13 millimeter, which is what it was. You know, really wide, but not quite, you know, fish-eyed look. And then the main, you can set to 24, 28, or 35, and you can set your default. So if you really like one of those looks, you can use it all the time. And then the telephoto jumps all the way to 120. But is which, it not just like digitally cropping the images? It is. So it's it's shooting on the whole 48 megapixel sensor and then pulling data from it. So it is okay. cropped but not sort of in the traditional sense that you might do in Photoshop where you're losing data, you're just capturing less data. That was okay on the 14 Pro. It wasn't the best mode. I think 1X looked better. I think these will all look pretty good. I think this new, this updated, it's an updated sensor, not all new. I think they're doing a a lot of work there. I mean, they're also doing the thing sort of, uh, we're going to talk a little bit in round two, but the 48 megapixel camera now can you can get 24 megapixel images out of it before you got 12 because they bend four pixels on the sensor to one or you could shoot raw and get the full 48 which those images looked incredible in the right settings but were kind of difficult to deal with and now they're sort of met in the middle and yeah you'll get a 24 megapixel out of it and you get some some of the best of both so they're using all of that data to basically set these zoom levels basically in hardware. So the seven lenses in your pocket, like, yeah, that's a little, I mean, that's a little product marketing, right? Like that's not really what it is, but you you seem to have much better flexibility with this new uh, camera system, especially the main camera. 
don't know how I feel about 1x, 2x, 5x, right? Like, they're the actual options. Um, that's a big jump, 2 to 5. It is. And I'm... I mean, I'm sure you tried that out. How, like, what does the 5x feel like? It's weird. I mean, it looks great, but I had one of these in my hand, and I pointed it to the ceiling in the Steve Jobs Theater and hit the 5x, and it sort of broke my brain a little bit because we've I mean you you've been able to zoom to 5x before but it's it's digital zoom and it looks blocky and noisy and bad but this looked fantastic and I handed the phone back to the the person who worked at Apple you know that had the demo units and they were like oh yeah we're deleting a lot of pictures people took of the ceiling because like that's just instinct it's like what's far away uh look up <laughs> you know um <laughs> Well, because it's also better than taking a picture of the person standing on the other side of the room, right? That you don't know. At five yeah. x, yeah, it's like the whole the whole screen is just Neil Patel Looking glaring at you. Soul. Yeah, I would take that photo and keep it. But it's uh, it's pretty cool, you know. I want to see. They talked a big game about the low light stuff and and some other things they're doing. But in the beautifully lit Steve Jobs Theater, five x looked very good. And I do want to talk a little bit about that it's not a straight periscope, right? It's not just a tube of light. They're calling it the tetraprism. It's not branded that. They just said, that's just how this works. And the light takes four turns from the lens to the sensor. And that's how they're getting that additional length. So very, uh, I'm sure, expensive to, to engineer that. So at the end of round one, we're tied. All tied up. One point each. Round two. My first pick, the two Pro phones have different camera features. Uh, yes, the Pro Max got the all the fancy zooming stuff, uh, the 5X 120mm telephoto, and the other Pro phone did not. But both do the cool main sensor 48 to 24 megapixel trick. This is the thing I'm most excited about. In fact, even the iPhone 15 does this too. Mm-hmm. Um, the new 24-megapixel the new ultra-high-resolution photos this is what i wanted last year and i've got it now of like great you have a 48 megapixel sensor what does it give me well now they're using the data from the sensor they're putting it into the photonic engine and spitting out what should be a much higher resolution and higher quality image at the end of it i'm very excited about this i'm also excited about the 48 megapixel heath file yeah which is it, that's in the the release candidate of iOS. I have it on my 14 Pro Max now. Oh, nice. Um, as an option. So this is now, if I wanted to, t- to take a, an image with the full sensor, I don't have to take a raw image, which is like a thousand gigabytes. Mm-hmm. It's just like a regular sized image with all of that information in it. And I can just tap the button at the top to change. But yeah, I'm super excited about this higher resolution image for regular photos that will be generated by the new by this sensor. So I'm very excited about this. I don't think we harmonized for you. Oh. Mm-hmm. Gotta get it, you know? My second pick in round two was at least one of the new iPhones will have a customizable action button instead of a traditional mute switch. Ding! Yeah. Uh, it's literally called the action button. Yeah. Yep. And... Uh, it's on the iPhone 15 Pro and 15 Pro Max. And it lets you switch between nine modes. One of them, I think, coming later this year. So you can, by default, it's still set to silent. So you take an iPhone 15 Pro out of the box. You long press the action button. It's not just a quick press. You've got to right. long press it. 
and you switch between ring and silent mode. However, you can also customize it to change the focus mode, open a specific camera view, toggle the flashlight, uh, record a voice memo, translate, which is coming later this year, open the magnifier, um, use the accessibility shortcut or run any shortcut from the shortcuts app. Uh, obviously, I am very excited about this. There's a, an interesting software story here for the iPhone 15 Pro and just the idea of now you have a system-wide button that you can use from anywhere on your phone to launch whatever you want, especially if you're a shortcuts user. I think this is going to be really fun to play around with. And uh, I also like the the settings UI for customizing what it does. They went way too hard on that, like in yeah. a good way. It's beautiful. They, gone. they went so hard. on <laughs> There was no need to make it look the way that you did, but thank you for doing it. It's like it's like yeah. somebody was like, "Whoa, we can use Unity for stuff like this." Oh, great! Let's go for it. You know, it's very strange. You basically cycle <laughs> through a bunch of splash screens when you change those settings. I think the default being Silent Ringer makes obviously perfect sense. And the press and hold—it's more than a long hold. Like you press and hold it, kind of a beat longer than you think you will, and it tells you that it's got a little UI that pops up. But that means you can't easily accidentally do this in your pocket, which is which is really good. And the button is the same brush material, so it looks really nice on the side of the phone. It's right exactly where the, the ringer switch was, so there's no new muscle memory. I'm excited about this, and I think there's going to be some really cool stuff to do, uh, especially around shortcuts and accessibility that this will unlock. Without having used it, do each of you know what you would want to put on that button? Uh, for sure, I think um, at a basic level, a shortcut to save a note or like append, like a th because that that's the one thing that I find myself struggling with the most, like all the time. Like I have a a, a thought and I need to put it somewhere. So for sure, it's gonna it's gonna be a shortcut to do that. I am also playing around with the idea of like when I long press the action button, I get a list of multiple shortcuts that I can run, like top five shortcuts or something, something like that. Steven? On my Apple Watch Ultra, I use it to trigger the flashlight, which is not the most useful thing. I have like a shortcut half built that basically gives me a menu of like common HomeKit things I do. And I want to finish building that out. And I think that's going to be my action button shortcut. Because especially when you're, good you're walking into the house or, you know, yeah. it's like, hey, turn these lights on or off. Like just having something really quick there would be, would be nice. So that's my, that's my plan, but I need to finish building up that shortcut. I mean, at the moment, the best I have is do not disturb. Like that's, yeah, I, that's where I'm going to start. And then I'll see if something jumps mm -hmm. out to me. But like, realistically, that is quite useful for me. Like being able to quickly turn on do not disturb, I think will be, will be pretty sweet. Um, however, I may just do that as the action button on my Apple watch. Because realistically, if I turn it on in one place, it goes on in all places. And so then I don't need to do that, right? So I'll say, like, that's probably where I would start. The one thing that I really want to know, and I haven't seen anybody that could confirm this or not, is like, so how do you turn the phone to silent? Because it doesn't exist anywhere else in the, in the, in, on the phones currently. Like, from control, I bet they're going to add the toggling control. Yeah, center. me too. I hope so. Like the, like the iPad, yeah, exactly. right? Like that, that's what I hope. Because like I was like, oh, let me go take a look. And it's like, oh, wait, if you go to settings in the sounds, there is no option in, in there yeah. to do this. Like the only way to do it <laughs> is the ring it's switch. Permanent, it's permanent, baby. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like monkey's paw. We give you an action button, <laughs> but you always have sounds on your phone, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Make a decision before you customize it, because then you're stuck forever. <laughs> because if you change it, like you, you lose the option for silent mode. Yeah. Every time, think every about time it you change, well. you lose one action button. We have mm-hmm. we have real time follow up from someone who did see okay. it on demo unit in control center. Who? I'm just gonna say Jason. Jason, Jason. Jason texted me and then both of us. Yeah, so that's great. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Snell. J- uh, Jason Snell. Is that how you pronounce it? I think Jason Snell. That's great. I'm very excited about that. That that's way better. All right, Mike, you're up. Take us home for round two. At least one iPhone gets a three nanometer processor. <laughs> and they gave us a terrible name or a confusing no, name. No, no, it's confusing. It doesn't. What are they gonna? Uh, A17 Pro. I have a theory. Yeah, finally, there's no Bionic in it. Yeah, finally. Bionic's dead. Oh, I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that. Don't get me wrong. I didn't want Bionic there yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's a real naming get bonanza now. I, th- exactly. I think I, I think I have the same theory as Stephen. But go on. So one thing they mentioned when they talked about USB-C is that the A17 Pro comes with the USB 3 controller on it, and that's how they've been able to do this. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the the feature, but will it lose something? and become the regular A17 when it goes into the iPhone 16 line next year? Kind of think it might. Because in other in Apple's other naming schemes for its other processors that are based on this, Pro is like more than the base. And I, I could see them leaving the door open. Maybe it's not the USB 3 controller. Maybe it's it, it's something else. Maybe it's fewer cores. Maybe it's or, wild GPU that they're so yeah, excited Yeah, it could about. be that. It could be that mm-hmm. that's, you know, instead of six cores, it's four or something, and it becomes the A17 next year. I don't know. This is a new chapter, and they changed the name for a reason, but we may not know the reason for another year. I guess this is how the computers go, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, wrong. Wait, do we get, with the computers, do you get, do we get the Pro ones first? No, or the, the regular, regular one. First? We've done, like, the M1, and then yeah. the Pro Max and Ultra come later. Okay. Because that's why it's confusing to me, right? Of like, if that's the plan, why did they put the A16 Bionic in the iPhone 15? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, why didn't they put the A17 in? Well, is it because they wanted to like prioritize the three nanometer just for I the think so. Pro and phones? these cores okay. will be the basis of the M3 whenever they show up. And so maybe it is yeah. that, or maybe they're just continuing this path where the, the base phone gets last year's Pro stuff and they can keep right. the price where it is because of that. Uh, I did. I did see a thing. I think it was in Ben Thompson's newsletter, but don't quote me. I saw it. So I've read a lot of stuff the last <laughs> twenty four hours. No, it's too late. I I quoted. Oh no! So, um, <laughs> just, well, that the, oh no! Oh no! Damage is done. The wafer cost <laughs> from TSMC for the three nanometer processors is a lot higher, and maybe yeah. Apple is trying to preserve that or, or keep costs down. And maybe that kept them from doing this in the, the base phone. Mm-hmm. But I think they're just in this cycle, right? Where new stuff comes to the pro and then in a year or two or three, it, it goes down to the, the mainstream phones. And that's, that's fine, I guess. Steven, if you want to take uh, a little break here, you can, cause I want to have a gaming sidebar with Federico. Okay. So Federico during the advanced ray tracing segment, uh, which was very funny to me, uh, just in general. They showed off a couple of games that surprised me coming to the iPhone, the main one being yeah. Assassin's Creed Mirage. Yeah. And 
you know, yep. I, obviously, I laughed to myself when they showed Resident Evil Village because it's just like, my God, just get a new favorite game. But then they were like, oh, we've also got RE4 yeah. Remake. It's like, wait, that came out this year and then like earlier this year. And they're like, oh, and yes. Assassin's Creed Mirage, which comes out in like a few weeks, that's coming to the iPhone. It's like, what is happening? That was weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, so I clearly talked about this on now too, right? with John. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. So. So Mirage is coming, they said, in the first half of 2024. So might as well, we might as well get another demo at WWDC next year. Um, I am very intrigued by this idea of having proper AAA titles and all of their complexity on a phone. I really want to see what it's like to play a Ubisoft game on a phone with the inventory and the map and everything. But also, I mean, those videos, that RE4 footage, it looked very good. And I mean, sure, the ray tracing demo that they did, they were like, and you can do ray tracing at 30 frames per second. I mean, obviously, that's far beyond what you can get on a high-end PC these days. But it's still impressive, again, for a phone. And so... I I want to see what, what the, this... the assumption is. This is like like you, you know the M3 Pro, right? Mm-hmm. Should be very competitive. Mm-hmm. Then would be my expectation if they have created this new exactly. type of GPU core. But like the thing that that is interesting to me here is I think you can see a change in Apple's gaming attitude because. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage is an Ubisoft game, as is The Division Mobile. The Division Mobile is just a mobile game. Like, that was coming out anyway. Yep. It was already, like, you know, it was. I think there's already been betas for it. That has not had anything enabled via this A17 Pro chip. But that was, hey, let's do a deal here, right? That's how I look at that. And and that is intriguing to me. Of like, we're going to give you a really smashing moment to talk about your Division Mobile game that's coming, and then you can also we'll also give a moment to talk about Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is a full-on console game that's coming to the iPhone. So I'm I'm excited about that. It seems that like they're very in with Capcom, they're very in with Ubisoft. Like this is the kind of thing that we need to see Apple doing if they are truly going to have a broader gaming strategy. They need to be corporate friends and partners to these large gaming companies. And it looks like two of them they're building good relationships with. And I think that's very good and, news. And, and also coming this year on the iPhone, Death Stranding is also coming this year. Yes, and yes, of course. I forgot wanna about believe that. I want to believe the Director's Cut edition that we got on yes, consoles. Yes, it is. Um, mm-hmm. I want to I see how these games get released on the App Store. Uh, these are console games that you pay $70 for on a console or PC. Uh, are you going to spend $70 on the App Store? They're not going to be priced like that. But also, if it's Resident Evil 4 Remake, it's it's got to be the full game. So uh, w- will customers be in a situation where if you want to play this game on PS5, it costs you $70? If you want to play it on a phone, it costs you $20? <laughs> I, am, I, I don't know what to think. Uh, I honestly Can you don't imagine know what to think. Like, these games getting added to Apple Arcade? Can you imagine that? Or, why not? So, a, a thought that I had, a thought that I had was, is it too wild to imagine, you know, a couple of years from now, maybe even next year, multiple Apple Arcade tiers? Like you can have basic Apple Arcade, or you could, you could have Apple Arcade Plus. 
right? Yeah, which and has console get, quality games. Which has console games. The, the yeah. most pro arcade. Indeed. This is the most pro arcade we've ever made. Mm. Uh, they are laying the foundation. This foundation is different. And it genuinely mm-hmm. feels to me that it's just like they had some kind of breakthrough, which we're now starting to see. Yeah. In graphics, and they're like, "Well, what's what's good for graphics? Games. Well, we need to start getting some of those then." If they can, if they can get, if they can get a ray tracing demo to run a 30 FPS on a phone this year, they might as well get 60 frames ray traced games on a Mac next spring, on a phone next year, on an iPad next year. And that suddenly becomes a very serious type we're of in a different, that yeah, you We're in a very, very different situation. Very different yeah. situation. Because right yeah. now, if you want to run something like Cy- Cyberpunk 2077 with ray tracing at 60 frames per second, you're going to need, at the very least, a 40 series NVIDIA GPU. At which the is very thousands. Least. Just which is the GPU. thousands yep. of dollars for a very very large object that you need to have somewhere on your desk or under your desk and to have that in a little chip in a phone that's a very different type of narrative very different very excited about this Mm -hmm. genuinely i just think Mm -hmm. it's cool and i'm excited to see what this means and i think like i think that this just lends more credence to this idea of like well there is there's no the mac pro doesn't there's no point, right? Like, there's no, there's oh. no point. They don't need oh. it. They don't need it. Like, I think that this is just the furthering of that idea. That, like, if they're able to do 30 frames per second ray tracing on an iPhone, they don't need external graphics cards. They don't need them. Because they, they've, they've found something that's going to make this work. Now, obviously, the next step is people have to make games for the platform, right? Which is maybe a little trickier. Mm-hmm. They are also doing that on the other side too. And like getting new games, not just Resident Evil Village six times, right? Like this is good. These are all really good inroads. Um, Steven, I can see you're back now, so we can stop talking about video I didn't games. go anywhere. I just sat here quietly. But you could have. You could have, you know? This episode of Connected is brought to you by Squarespace. Say that you want to build a website about USB-C. Think about the things you're going to need. You're going to want a blog, obviously, to catch up with all the latest updates and keep your readers informed. You may want to be able to publish a podcast or host videos. Maybe you want member-only pages so people who join your membership get the fast-track insider news about USB-C. Whatever you're building, Squarespace is the platform you should choose because it is an all-in-one platform. That means everything you need is in one place for building your brand and growing your business online. Squarespace has everything, and their new Fluid Engine is their next-generation website design system. It lets you unlock your creativity more easily than ever before. You start with the best-in-class template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop and mobile. You can stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine. It's built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. And you can be confident that you'll stand out in any inbox with Squarespace email campaigns. You can encourage visitors to sign up as email subscribers and then start them on the journey to becoming loyal customers. You start with an email template and customize it with your brand ingredients like your site colors and logo. Plus, Squarespace's built-in analytics measure the impact of every send. 
And those analytics are also on your website itself. So you can learn about site visits and sales and where everything is coming from. You can analyze which channels are most effective and then tune your website and marketing strategy accordingly. I love building on top of Squarespace because all the tools are there to make something really awesome looking. It looks great on desktop and mobile, and you can add functionality as you go. So maybe you're not launching with a podcast or uh, needing to show videos like in a gallery, but down the road when those needs come up, it's really easy to add that to your site without having to rebuild the whole thing. Check out squarespace.com slash connected for a free trial And when you're ready to launch, use the code CONNECTED to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash connected and the code CONNECTED when you decide to sign up for 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for CONNECTED. Our thanks to Squarespace for the support of this show and Relay FM. Risky pick time. Mm -hmm. Mm. I said Apple announces a multi-device charger that looks a lot like AirPower without designated charging targets. Not only did I get this wrong, they've discontinued MagSafe Duo, which was the closest thing we had. (laughs) Yep, it's gone. I love how Apple is dealing with this transition by just removing products Yeah, the battery pack's gone too. It's like, oh, you wanted USB-C? We'll show you. I saw Steve Trouton-Smith today was saying that, like, they don't make a dock anymore. Like, they always made the little iPhone dock. Like, no, but you can get rid of them. You don't deserve them. You know, you're not allowed it. We don't make chargers. It's the, the well, wow, chargers. What? Well, we never made chargers. Who oh, makes you, chargers? You said you had USB C cables everywhere. Fine, use them. <laughs> use them. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Stephen, I'm sorry. Um, That's okay. Maybe you should have gone with your previous. You know paper. what? We're gonna <laughs> talk about that. We're gonna get to that. I mean, you can keep you know complaining as much as you'd like, but. That my victory was stolen from me? Yeah. I'm going to keep talking about that. You didn't follow the rules. You didn't follow the rules. You didn't follow the rules. Federico, you're up. No, I did. I'm up. I said at least one of the new iPhones will support the new Qi 2 wireless charging. So so far, so So far, so good. And then it went downhill from there. Um, And (laughs) reverse wireless charging for AirPods cases. MagSafe charging uh, speed will also be raised from 15 watts. Uh, Only the Qi 2 happened here. Did did that actually happen? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is confirmed, I believe, either in the press release or on the website. It's on the website. It says upcoming Qi 2 standard Mm -hmm. uh, will be supported. Uh, but uh, no sign of reverse wireless charging, um, n- no sign of uh, faster MagSafe, still 15 watts, regular Qi, still limited to 7.5 watts. Um, what you can do, though, is you can use a, a USB-C cable uh, to charge your AirPods from an iPhone. And so an that's Apple cool. Watch, too. You can and an, an Apple, Apple Watch, Watch too. And, you know, good. it's USB-C. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking, of, I said it on the show and I was thinking about it more. I don't think they're ever going to do the reverse wireless charging because the magnets just won't line up. And like that's, if they have MagSafe in both the phone and the case, then I don't think we're ever going to get it. And I think to me, honestly, it's like it's proven by the fact that they're like, you can just use this cable and charge the two of them because that was the thing you couldn't do before. And now you can just do that if you want to. They also didn't bring any faster wired charging with the USB-C port. That remains at the previous limit. I wonder, I wonder why that is for them. Do you think it's like a safety thing? Or do uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not sure what 
what happened there. I mean, other companies charge pretty quickly over USB-C and seems fine. So I, I don't know what's going on there. Maybe they just don't want to make wired charging better because they really just want you to use MagSafe. I mean, they buried the lead on the USB-C port real hard in the keynotes. So. Yeah, and they, you, you know, like I, I, I think I don't think they're going to be able to do it, but I do believe the idea that they would like to have no port. And so maybe it's just like, we don't want to make the port any better. We just want to keep telling people to use MagSafe instead, which they definitely did in the presentation. Mm-hmm. Like, they were really hopping on about MagSafe. Uh, my pick was Apple calls the new camera the magic telephoto. It was a good one. I, I feel vindicated in the idea that was like, I was convinced they would not call this a periscope. Like, that was where I was coming from, and I just thought they can't help but brand it, and they surprised me. They didn't actually brand it. Uh, although... Tetra Prism, that's like a thing, right? Like they didn't come up with that or did I, they? I don't know if they came up with it, but they're not referring to it in the marketing material. Like no. it's the right. Tetra Prism camera. Really, I mean, okay. they call it the telephoto on the specs page, just the same as it always was. Apple kind of restrained themselves on putting a bunch of new branding on things this year. I mean, they named it Natural Titanium. It's like the, the most non-brand you can get. So talking about branding, obviously they kept with Max, right? It's like Pro Max. I actually think now like an Ultra could have both a like regular telephoto and the Tetra Prism with maybe longer. We're going to four, we're going to four cameras, yeah, I mean, baby. Why not? We're doing four lenses. Honestly, I kind of wish they went with four lenses this time, so, so I could have had like a three X and a five X. But we'll see how I feel about that when I actually get the phone. But yeah, I, I was convinced they wouldn't call it a periscope. I mean, I th- I, how different is Tetra Prism to what Samsung's doing? I don't know, but it's effectively the same idea. And it was it's just one of these things of like, almost like a reality pro where we said a thing for so long and now we just can't say it anymore because it's not true. Like, it's not a periscope lens. They're not calling it a periscope lens. So we can't call it a periscope lens. We have to just call it the 5X telephoto lens and just move Oh my God, I forgot about the Reality Pro. (laughs) Right, because that was like, there was like a couple of week period where I had to keep tripping myself of like, no, it's not Reality Pro, it's Vision Pro. But because we have these shorthands for things. Yeah, when we called it XROS, remember that? (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was, that was silly. Uh, okay. Although that that well, no one liked that, no one liked that, but that was just what it was being called. So we are tied. Uh, we each got both of our regular picks, and we each lost our riskies. So we are tied with one point each. So Mike, what what do we do now? Well, hilariously, we now revert back to the coin flip knockout rules, which is this is the third time this has happened in Ricky's history. The second time was the last time we did this. <laughs> and the first time was in 2019, I think. I have a question. Yeah. When's the last time somebody got a Ricky correct? Uh, like a risky pick? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I am convinced that somebody can... Uh, so I feel like you might be angling towards something that I was thinking about today, which is just like... Is our game broken? <laughs> but yes, we've broken the game. We've broken the game. I, th- I think maybe we have. Yeah. And so like that is a consideration for later on. But, you know, we do have the coin flip knockout rules, which is uh, we all... 2020, November 2020, says Jason, who runs uh, Wikipedia. Let's see. So November 2020. November 2020 was the last time that somebody got a risky pick. Who got it? Steven got it? Don't say that with such surprise in your voice. <laughs> of all of us come on no way 
<laughs> no, both of you, both of you got it. We both got our uh, 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 risky, uh, risky picks in that one. Okay. November 2020, Stephen said the desktop Apple Silicon Mac is announced. Oh yeah, the Mac and Mini, Mike my dream, said, my dream of the Apple Silicon mm-hmm. Mac Mini. And Mike said an Apple Silicon Mac is cheaper than the product it replaces. Yeah, which I think was also the Mac Mini. Maybe there's just a thing in there where like those are risky but not wild and i think we've just gotten more wild all over time so maybe we, maybe this is a thing for the three of us of like yeah. being a bit more realistic of our risky picks although i don't think mine was wild like i don't think mine was super out there i think the two of you have more that was super out there yeah but mine was complicated because i was trying to name a thing which is just like never try and do mm-hmm. that so the coin I- flip knockout this is the yeah. third time in ricky's history we all just say heads or tails and we keep going until there's one person left Okay. Okay. So I'm going to say heads. I'm going to say tails. I'm going to say heads. Coin says tails, but I'm saying you should visit stjude.org slash relay. So thank you to Kathy Campbell for that. And that just means that Stephen wins. That's yes. the end of that. Uh, congratulations, Stephen. Hack. I have retained my keynote chairman status. Mm. Well, now you two need to flip for the loser. Oh, yes. Okay. Why? What do we need a loser? Because y'all are still tied. Yeah, we're tied. There has to be okay. an order, right, for the next one. So, okay, Federico, sure. heads, or t- heads or tails? Heads. Get your tails to stjude.org slash relay and donate now. That was that was Jason. Uh, by the way, this is something that uh, James Thompson did and put it in there. This will be uh, P- Dice by Peacock will be playing, I think, quite a important role in the podcast-a-thon. Uh, more about that later on. And thank you to our Relay FM hosts who, <laughs> unbeknownst to us, <laughs> recorded some St. Jude messages that got put into Dice by Peacock. It's in the, uh, in the Relay FM mode right now. So that's me, and then Mike, and then Federico. When you think about it, the loser is the new winner Interesting. of these games. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, okay. More fashionable. So to lose it's more fashionable to be the loser yeah because you ca- you came in last and everybody's waiting for you they're like there he is you know or maybe everyone just got on with the thing that they were doing and then you just arrived nah, no, and they no, were all busy no, no, no. No, okay, no. fair enough yeah but there's money on the line this episode of connected is made possible by zocdoc you know that feeling when you finally get the thing you've been searching for on the internet the exact piece of hardware you were looking for the one all the great reviewers told you about is available in your country and you can get it on next day delivery so why is it that you can get the most random thing from around the world in two days but when you want to see a good doctor it can take forever to get an appointment not to mention how do you know if they're even good Thankfully, there's ZocDoc, a place to find and book great doctors who actually have amazing reviews with many appointments available in the next 24 hours. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance or are located near you and treat almost any condition you're searching for. And they've all been verified by actual human reviewers, not robots, but, you know, real patients, real people like you and me. The average wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between 24 and 48 hours. That's it. You can even often get same-day appointments. And once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately with just a few taps in the app so you're not awkwardly waiting on hold for a long time. I think it's awesome to have a tool like this to find 
a new doctor, whether you have something new in your life going on or looking for a change, or maybe you've moved, right? You don't, you don't have your old provider anymore. If you're in those situations, ZocDoc could be a great fit. Check it out at ZocDoc.com connected and download their app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C, ZocDoc.com connected. Our thanks to ZocDoc for their support of the show and Relay FM. It is now time to move into the Flexies. The Flexies is a game held after each edition of the Rickies. It consists of a series of additional picks in relation to the upcoming Apple event or year. Scoring is completed separately from the main game, but like the Rickies, the order of picks is set by the results of the previous game and ties will be broken by using dice by Peacock. Please lie down as the rules are read. Hosts must make a minimum of five flexi picks. Each correct pick is awarded with one point. Wrong picks do not remove any points and no partial points may be awarded. The winner is determined by comparing the percentage of correct flexies made by each host. The winner can use their chosen title as long as they are the winner. Federico shall be named Prince Flexi and is known as King Flexi when having won, having won both the keynote and annual games. Mike has chosen Duke of Flexington and uses the name Archduke Flexington when applicable. Stephen is the Attorney General Flexi and uses the title Secretary of Deflex when necessary. Loser of the Flexies must compensate the winner of the Flexies by donating to a charity of the winner's choice. The amount of the donation is $25 per wrong Flexi made by the loser. The money must be donated on air. Federico is the current winner of the Keynote Flexies, and Mike is the winner of the Annual Flexies. If someone holds all four titles, by the way, they are allowed to choose their own label, their own name, their own moniker. Uh, you can be seated. Number one, some of the new iPhones will be more expensive in some European countries. This is wrong. In fact, the iPhone 15 Pro is cheaper in Europe yeah. than before. Yeah, it's, this is it's wild. Literally, the Apple Watch too. <laughs> the opposite. Hey, but I'll, this is I'll one of those it. ones where you actually win by losing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. Number two, a new AirPods case with USB-C is unveiled. Yep. Mm -hmm. Ding. It just it just comes with AirPods in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but there, there's a case. Yeah, no, I did, no, you get it. Didn't say anything. Didn't say it. anything about it. what's inside. So, mm -hmm. um, number three, iOS 17 gets released the week of September 18th. Mm -hmm. Ding. It is Monday the 18th. So, uh, stay tuned for my review. Number four, Apple won't release any new leather accessories as part of the event announcements, including cases and watch bands. Mm. Ding! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stephen, Stephen, thoughts on flex woven, fine woven, whatever it's fire, called. The fine, fine woven is fire. Fire woven. <laughs> fire woven. Fire woven. It's it's really nice. I did not get to play with any cases that were fine woven, but I have one coming to my house tomorrow. Apparently, so oh, uh, okay. I ordered one. Is like it'll be here Thursday. It's like oh wow, okay. So I I guess I, I'll I'll have some thoughts on that somewhere on the internet later this week. But the watch bands, at least, are all very nice. It's It seems very high-end. I know some people who still want leather, they'll have to turn to third parties. But I think this is a good move. I got an email from Bellroy today mm -hmm. that they too. have leather iPhone 15 cases shipping within the next two days. And I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, that's wild. 
How do you do that? I don't know how they I did, did that. order also a, a peak design case. And I think fine woven is, is will be pretty similar to the feel of that case. Huh, yeah. Number five, iPhone 15 get slower speed USB-C transfers compared to the Pro models. Ding. We talked about it before and nobody cares, but I get the point. And number six, the David Guerra song plays either before or during the event. And <laughs> I was so happy that that didn't happen. Astoundingly, <laughs> it did not. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Great restraint shown there, I think. <laughs> Uh, so that gave, that gets me four correct flexies out of six for a 66%. The flexies of the beast. That's going to be hard to beat. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some iPhones will come with color match cables, which is not, nah. not nope. the case. Nope. 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 Apple Watch SE is not updated, but receives a price cut. Nope. Uh-uh. Same price. <laughs> They even were like, and it costs this. And I scrambled to my open connected tab. I was like, oh, that's the same cost it used to be. <laughs> the Apple Watch Ultra 2 comes in at least one new finish. No, I can't believe they didn't. There do was it. like a ripple through the room when they finished the Ultra 2 section, and there was not a new finish. Number four, Apple replaces its leather iPhone cases with a new product. Mm-hmm. Ding. Find Woven wins again. By the way, how funny is it that like, they're almost like guilting you now with the carbon neutral Apple watches. Like that there's some that aren't. And so it's like, Oh, what? So you're going to, Whoa, are you going to buy the ocean band? Whoa. What do you hate the environment? Do you hate the ocean? Why would you buy the ocean band? It's very strange. It's a very strange scenario. We found ourselves. We didn't really talk about that. And now there's someone sawing outside my hotel room. So I'm sorry. It just is what it is this week. Uh, we talked about that on Mac Power Users uh, last night, though. So if you want to hear a lot more about Apple's environmental stuff, there's a whole chapter in MPU about it. What are they cutting outside? What are you doing? That they're trying to get in. Yeah. Well, they know that I have to check out in 30 minutes. Okay. Uh, number six. No, number five. iPhone Pro models will be equipped with Thunderbolt, but come with a USB-C cable in the box, requiring a separate purchase so of a wrong. Thunderbolt cable. <laughs> Spiritually, this is right. Just all the yeah. specs are wrong. You're in the right track. The, but the spirit of the flexi is right. But the flesh of the flexi is wrong. Yeah. Wow. yeah. The flesh of the flexi. <laughs> Number six. Flesh. Flesh. The flesh. The flesh. Love my flexi wife. Number six. <laughs> iPhone 15 and 15 Plus getting always on display. Got Dynamic Island, though. And it's great. brighter. And it's brighter, but no, always on. So always on is for pros. Only pros want their screens to be always on. We all know this. Number seven, by the time we grade these picks, our St. Jude fundraiser will be over $250,000, and we were at two seventy when we started this episode. Mm, ding! Uh, yes, the insider trading flexi. Yeah, I, I this this <laughs> is one of those things where it's like you know you kind of well, how can you argue with the charity pick? But we now have entered into this realm of like we can just pick anything. Well, I I have like Mike will watch it at his studio. I may have like opened you know a can I mean? of worms I shouldn't have, but it's for the kids. Yeah, you, this this is Pandora's flexi. Yeah. Like you didn't you didn't want to have done yeah. this because. Yeah, it's very odd. <laughs> yeah, this opened this opens a whole new world of possibilities for the future. But <laughs> we're we'll gonna play four D flexi <laughs> next time. <laughs> Number eight. The weather would be nice. <laughs> there we go. Here we go. The iPhone okay. 15 Pro Max <sighs> or Ultra weighs within 10 percent of the 14 Pro Max's weight. Not graded. 
the new phone will need mm-hmm. to be between 216 and 264 grams. You know what it comes in at, boys? 221. Hmm. Ding. Hmm. Ding. Numbers, am I right? Numbers. How do they work? So I got it as a flexi, and uh, I'll take it here. Uh, you know, it is what it is. It wouldn't have been a it, like. Remember, we said to you as the Ricky, had, five had to be five percent. Yeah. So, so instead of costing me a point in the main game, I'm getting a point in the flexies, but it's not enough because I only got three right. That is thirty-seven percent. That is not enough to catch Federico. No, but is Let's it enough see. to catch me? Let's see find how out. Mike does. Number one, new Apple Watch Ultra Band style. No, oh, just wow. the three. Nope. The new colors are nice. <laughs> yeah, the colors are nice. The colors are nice in general. And I will say on the fine woman band, I'm happy that the magnetic link remains because that is my favorite watch band. I'm not, I don't think I'm that keen on the colors that they've got, but colors, they change them. So I'm just happy that that watch band style is sticking around uh, even though there's no leather anymore. And by the way, those Nike ones look Yes. Sick. They yes. look so good. Yeah, I put some pictures of those on Instagram and they look really cool. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, it was in my stories yesterday. Oh, it was in the stories. Okay, well, I'm going to go to Stephen's Well, story. I'm an influencer. ISMH86. <laughs> Shut up. No, just a little bit using it. Oh, yeah, look at that. There it is. Oh, all right, fair enough. Oh, that looks really good. Yeah, I like it. It's like it's like Terrazzo Watch Band. Um, three, Apple says they have formulated a new type of titanium that has special properties. Mm-hmm. They said a lot about yes. it, and they also were talking about Mars rovers mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Very uh, exciting for everybody. Very exciting indeed. Apple debuts a new style of charger accessory for the iPhone. They actually, as we mentioned what earlier, chargers? Got of, what they chargers? got rid of them. <laughs> they, they got rid of them. Apple don't make Apple don't make chargers. <laughs> what are they? Uh, five. Apple announces a n- new AirPods Max featuring USB-C and made of titanium. Uh, Stephen, the Discord's very upset about this titanium pick. You graded it as correct, so what titanium pick? I I didn't grade this. What formulated a new, new kind? kind of titanium? Yeah, mm. I don't know. I'm just saying. Everyone's saying. I'm just. You said it was correct, so I'm just going to keep going on that. Six. Dynamic Island on all new iPhones. Yes. And seven, the best one of all, the David Guetta song doesn't play. I refuse to hum. Titan hum. <laughs> Come on, that's pretty good, that was, right? That was good. That's pretty good. <laughs> so what's your percentage? Okay. So that would be three out of seven, forty-two percent. So I owe a hundred bucks somewhere. I couldn't up to St. Jude. Um I continue to be Prince Flexi. That is the takeaway from this episode. And I remain the chairman. Because, I mean, let's face it. No, no changes in leadership today. Yeah, peaceful <laughs> this, transfer this is my of favorite. power. We do the whole thing. Nothing's changed. Yeah, nothing's changed. <laughs> All right. I've donated $100 to stjude.org slash relay. Well done. Thank you. If you want to find links to the stories we spoke about and the scorecards on the web, check out the links uh, in the show notes or they're on the web at relay.fm slash connected slash 467. While you're there, you could submit feedback or follow up or you can become a member and get Connected Pro, which is a longer and ad-free version of the show that we publish each and every week. 
If you want to hear more from us uh, between now and the next episode, you can follow Mike at mike.social. He's iMike there on Macedon. And he is iMike on Threads. Mike is also the host of a bunch of other shows. Uh, Upgrade is in my queue. Uh, y'all's episode, Rife for the Keynote yesterday. Cortex, the Pen Addict. Lots of great stuff. And your work over at Cortex Brand. Federico is the real person you want to pay attention to next week because the iOS and iPadOS 17 reviews will be out on Mac Stories. So be sure to follow along. He is Vitici at MacStories.net on Macedon. You can read my writing at 512pixels.net, and I'm the co-host of Mac Power Users here on Relay FM, and I am on Macedon as ISMH at eWorld.social and ISMH86 on Threads. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week. They are NetSuite, Squarespace, and ZocDoc. Until next time, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all. Also, hilariously, just didn't change the scores for the podcast of thong thing either. We have, well, I've got three. Nice. So it's sixteen fourteen leading into the podcastathon. Okay. Well, uh, currently now. Wait, did I get four wrong flexes or five? Did I know the wrong amount? Yeah, I think you got. I think you donated the wrong amount. Oh, okay. I'm also going to make a twenty five dollar donation separately. <laughs> Thank you. It's fine. Everybody, settle down. Lots of lots of people are very upset about lots of things. And yeah, they're it's fine mm-hmm. today. Stay with that. Twenty five dollars. <laughs> the natural boys. Even the flexi. I, I'm willing to give. I'm willing to give Mike's um, uh, titanium pick the a point because I mean, yeah, it's the rover thing, but I think what Mike was saying, like all the things I said about like bonding it to aluminum, like all that part. Yeah, that's where we're, I think that's where Stephen was coming from yeah. too. It's just like yeah. It's the flexies. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. gang, it's going to be okay. We're all going to be okay. Like, it's going to be okay.